Hey y'all. Thank you for tuning into Perspective and the third and final episode of the series, Women I Love to Watch. We're wrapping up this series with a wonderful and refreshing conversation with the Laurel Gregory. Laurel and I have had the pleasure of working together on several fashion projects, but I've always admired her eye for meaningful detail. She is a phenomenal stylist with a knack for vintage shopping and editorial design. We both enjoy the nuances of the fashion industry, but understand that there are several improvements we must make for it to be sustainable and ethical. There's so much that we can learn from this amazing woman. So without further ado, my beautiful friend, Laurel. So thank you um, again, Laurel, for agreeing to sit down and chat with me. I'm really excited that we kind of get to rekindle um, our connection and have a good chat. So thank you for being here. Yes, me too. I'm super excited. Yay. So again, the reason why I have you on is I'm doing a series of women I love to watch. And, you know, we've worked together before, but I've always admired your style and just like your eye for design and layout. And um, so I thought it'd be really cool to just kind of sit and and have, it's been a while since I've really got to dive into fashion. So um, I'm so consumed with school. So I'm really excited to chat. So I just want to know from you, um, let our listeners know just kind of like where your fashion journey like begins, like how, like, you know, what was your kind of coming of age moment when it came to like style and kind of how that's evolved over time? Ah, okay. So first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on here. This is such an honor and I feel like as a creator, we get so caught up in what we're doing and constantly feeling like we have to promote like our personal brand and I feel like I've been doing fashion and styling photo shoots and I've been interested in it for so long and to see how it's changed has really been kind of crazy for me, but I... I have to say, I think my fashion journey really started when I was a kid because I would play dress-up in my mom's clothes, and I always had this fascination with, like, putting different things together ever <laughs> since I was little. It's, I, I know people say that all the time, but it, it really is true. There's yeah. pictures of me, like, in my mom's clothes, and I'd love to go shopping with her and look at the fabrics and, like, watch my grandma sew. And, mm-hmm. But I think I really... I didn't really get fully started with, you know, blogging and styling until, uh, I want to say college, early, okay. early college. So this is, that was like 2013. Wow. So I started my blog, I think in 2013. So it's been a while now. Um, and I've kind of, I transitioned into doing styling and mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's where it really started with everything. Yeah, and you know, your your style has like so much character and it's so you. Like I can I could look at something and be like, that's a laurel piece, you know? <laughs> and so like it's it's literally like you have it's like definition, like you have, you know, your trademark. If you had to like describe your style with like three emotion words, what would you say? Oh gosh, that's hard. Um I try to give you three so you don't have to choose like, one. <laughs> okay, okay. And it's too hard. I'd have to say kind of playful. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Playful, um, light. 
I don't know yes. if that's a, the right word, but yeah. I feel like I like, I tend to gravitate towards lighter pieces, but I also like to pair, you know, softer things with darker. So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good word that fits <laughs> fits uh, with, with my style. Um, definitely playful. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I'm doing shoots, I just want to convey whatever whatever the creative director has in mind. So I always right. try to style towards whatever emotion they're mm-hmm. looking for in the mm-hmm. shoot. So it's... I don't know. Playful is definitely appropriate. I feel like you have... No, no, no. I Like, playful really embodies so much. Like, I love, like, the juxtaposition of a lot of the pieces that you'll put together. You know, it's like, I would have never thought, you know, that, you know, those kicks would go with that slip dress or whatever, you know. But I I love that you do that. And it always works. I, um... And I, I love watching your projects. And so, what? Where's where are some of, like, the coolest places or you know, the, some of the coolest people, um, that you've met that you, or that you've had the opportunity to meet along like your style journey. Like maybe talk about some of just the cool places that you've been, um, or that your work has allowed you to do. Um, I have to say, so more recently I've had the opportunity to work with some local Dallas musicians Mm -hmm. and style their shoots for their, you know, their EPs and stuff like that. And that's been really neat because you're kind of merging two things together that I really love, fashion and music, Mm -hmm. and you you really get, you get a lot of play with that because you want to do what the artist wants, but you you know, you also have a creative director, and you're trying to follow all these different visions, but that's been super neat, and it's kind of opened up a lot of doors for me, um, getting to work with people that I know and then meeting new people for those opportunities. And that's that's one thing that I love uh, just about the arts in general is like there are so many different aspects. Everything overlaps, you know, like fashion affects music and music affects art. And, you know, it all just like the synergy of it all just just complements one another. And I I absolutely love that. What are who are some of the like your favorite artists, Laurel? What's your what's in your playlist? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I feel like with my fashion, my music taste is really all over the place, oh, yes. too. I yes. mean, I can... <laughs> Mine, too. I, I grew up... Yes, it's just like, if you were to open my Spotify, you'd be like, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's a bunch of different people listening to music, and nothing makes sense. Yeah. Like, I could be listening to, like, I don't know, like, Frank Ocean one minute, and then the other, I'm listening to, like, some old rock, or, like, David Bowie. I love it. kind of what I grew up on. When yeah. I play, so, it's a big mix. I love all genres. Um nice yeah and there's so much local talent um in dallas i feel like there are so many hidden gems um i mean from singers to photographers to painters i mean yes exactly and that's awesome that you've kind of tapped into that with your um with your styling i would love to actually do a music shoot i've always said like my dream is to do a photo shoot uh with with rihanna I would love that to. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I just, oh my God. Just styling a, a music video too would be, that's kind of like a dream job, I guess, maybe in the back of my mind. Okay. You're, style, you're not doing like one person. You're doing the artist, but you're also doing all of the backup dancers right. and like really creating yeah. this like beautiful. Like the story. Theme. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like, a, it's like 
doing a film, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. That actually would be kind of dope. I, um, so I, this is a section that I do with, um, every guest that I have on Perspective. It is just a, an opportunity for us to kind of tap into the pulse of, um, the industry and, um, kind of respond to some different stats. Um, so the first one that I have, um, and I, I decided, I thought this would be interesting because I know that you are, you know, the epitome of, uh, thrifter and you know how to find all of the gems. Like I, me and, uh, Sham used to always say like, we need to take Laurel with us next time we go shopping because we don't know how to find it, but for whatever you have that eye girl. So <laughs> I thought this stat was interesting. It said the average consumer bought 60% more clothes in 2014 than in 2000, but kept each garment okay. for half as long. So basically, we're okay. buying more, but keeping less for longer. And so okay. talk about like maybe like what implications that has on um, kind of like the fashion industry and, you know, what does that say about us as consumers? Um of all of these, you know, fast fashion brands. Yes. Um, so that's kind of been a big thing for me as of lately. Like, I've, I've always been a big thrifter, and that was kind of out of necessity, honestly. In high school, I didn't have the money to be going and buying expensive clothes. So it right. just made sense to go to thrift stores, and I would go with my friends. So it was this fun thing we could all do together. Right. Um, and, you know, as I got older and have learned more about, you know, obviously climate change is a huge issue that we're all facing, probably mm -hmm. the biggest issue mm -hmm. currently in, you know, in politics. And um, I feel like fast fashion, it's just become so much more important to me um, that I don't contribute to that cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about how I can ethically buy clothes and it's just thrifting kind of falls right into that it's a right. way to reuse and recycle mending clothes if something you know if something falls off so that I'm not mm. throwing it away mm. Mm -hmm. um but I've, I've started to think more about how I shop and just trying to promote shopping um by thrifting or shopping you know buying vintage clothes there's so many people that have started stores online now and you can find whatever you want. It's, I don't know. I feel like that's a really important issue to me. And, um, mm -hmm. it's just a big issue we all face as a society. Right. And you know, what's interesting is that the next, um, kind of stat that I pulled because of like the overconsumption, you know, um, the a total greenhouse gas emissions just related to textile production has actually mm -hmm. exceeded the amount of emissions that are caused by um, the airline industry, which I just thought wow. was absolutely incredible. You know, especially with, I think, there's been a major increase in, like, travel and tourism with, you know, people, mm -hmm. you know, wanting the Instagrammable experiences and whatever, whatever. Exactly. I would have and never... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting that even with that, it's still um, our consumption of fashion, you know, outweighs that. And I just thought, man, like, because I know when you just said mending clothes, that kind of hit home for me because I said to myself, like, I can't remember. Like, I don't know how to sew. Like, I'm just going to put that out there. I, you know, so if I've ever had like a button fall off or something like that, I'll either have my sister uh -huh. fix it for me 
or I'll yeah. either give it away or I'll throw it away because I'm like, oh, it's broken, you know, or I can't, or I, exactly. you know, I can't yeah. wear it again. But just sm- small things like that, um, if everyone does something like that, that makes a pretty huge difference. Exactly. Um, and just to piggyback off of what you were saying, I think a lot of it, too, is just as um, more countries become wealthier and more people are able to consume more and people have more purchasing Mm -hmm. power, uh, that issue is just going to get compounded. And, you know, you have designer brands, which we obviously look to for inspiration and what we wear because of the way fashion cycles work. But they're constantly, you know, putting out new lines of clothing. So Mm -hmm. it's like this endless cycle of the consumer feeling like they need to keep up with the trends, especially with like bloggers and blog fashion blogging and Instagram, all of that taking off. Right. It's just this, this need to be, you know, on trend by that new thing. Yeah. Um, which gets old. I mean, I feel like you lose your sense of style when you're always trying to keep up with those little micro trends. That right. They're not as classic as just owning a blazer you've always had and being able to pair it with a million different mm-hmm. things. And it still looks amazing. I mean, it's, it's kind of changing, shifting your mindset, really, I right. think, when you think about clothing. And I think it's also kind of an education piece, too. Um, you know, while people tend to undercut the importance of fashion, I feel like, in certain realms, I think if that was something that we had taught, even at, like, the high school level, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. let students know, like, hey, how you consume and how you buy clothes, it's not about, like, what your peers are wearing, it's about you know, having a sense of style. And a sense of style doesn't mean you have to always go and buy new things. That means that you know how to take what you have and make a thousand different, you know, outfits out of it, you know, that can be worn on different occasions. So I think there's the education part too when we're missing out on an opportunity to, Mm -hmm. you know, just let people know what the impacts of their decisions are. Because I don't think everybody really truly knows. I mean, there's the impact yeah. it has on the environment, but you think about the economy, the effects that it has on the economies in other places mm-hmm. in the world, you know, with, exactly. the, with labor and there's so, it's so layered. And I don't think a lot of people fully it understand is. that. Exactly. And a lot of those, I got some of those pieces because I was fortunate to go to a high school where we had an AP, like, environmental science class. So we, you know, scratched the surface of some of those bigger issues. But a lot of people don't associate, you know, the clothes that they wear, the cost of the clothing. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, the labor, um, you know, thousands of people dying in garment factories um, abroad. So there's a huge education piece that I think is missing. I I do think... um, Vintage clothing and thrifting really could play a huge role in how we consume and become better consumers. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's just always, and that's why I always tell people that why I'm so fascinated by the fashion industry, because it affects everything. You know, fashion affects, like, politics, it you know, affects business, it affects everything, you know, there are, there are laws of fashion, depending on what, what industry you work in, so I've always thought that, you know, people tend to undercut it, like, oh, she works in, for, in fashion, but it's like, do you realize, like, this touches every part of your life, um, which yeah, kind of- <laughs> it influences culture, too, so exactly. it's, it's such a huge part of our life, I think we, 
we should celebrate it, and it, it should be a thing that people can enjoy mm-hmm. and love and be passionate about, but also do it in a way that's sustainable for the environment too. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and that so that that's a perfect actually segue into the next quote that I pulled from an article by the Conversation. Um, and the quote says, the political dimension of clothing is intuitively understood from the moment individuals are born, because essentially human society equals dressed society. What one wears, how one wears it, and when one wears it constitutes expressions of degrees of social freedoms and influences. And I thought that was like a perfect way to sum up the way that you represent yourself to the world um through your clothes so what does that kind of mean for you um i think after hearing you say that the first thing in my mind i actually thought about was the role of fashion the role fashion plays in gender and how we Mm. think about ourselves as individuals like i really hope that we reach a point someday where everyone regardless of you know whatever gender you associate yourself with having um can wear what they want and it's can have the freedom to wear what they want and feel Mm -hmm. like they're safe because there's so many people um that are not safe to fully express themselves Mm -hmm. and dress how they want and i just that's my hope for the future with fashion is that we can pass this point where we're at um and things will only get better from there right yeah just and i love that the point that you made about safety like, it really is about creating space for people to feel safe to be themselves. Because once exactly. the people start suppressing their individuality, then, you know, that's whenever people become, you know, stressed and anxious and inauthentic, you know, and that's how you create other problems, you know, it's just kind of a domino, exactly. it's kind of a domino yeah. effect. Um, and I think it, I think what this quote also made me think of Laurel was like the power of fashion in certain like decades, you know, like, you know, women being able to show their ankles and their shoulders for the first time or, you know, the Black Panthers wearing all black. I think it's, you know, it really touched on when it said the political dimension. I was like, yes, because there's so many times when there was, there was kind of a quintessential uniform if you will, that kind of represented that movement. Exactly. And I feel like the most important takeaway for me with kind of learning about fashion and um, in college was it really is about choice. And do people where they currently live have the choice to wear exactly what they want Mm, and mm -hmm. feel free, whether that means, you know, Muslim women being able to wear the hijab and go out safely in public or being able to go to the beach and wear a bikini and not be harassed by, you know, a man. It's really just having the choice and the freedom to feel Mm. safe in what you're wearing every Mm. day. Yes. Wow. That's so powerful. I was actually, on my other interview, actually, we were um, talking about uh, wearing clothes that make you feel a certain way, like doctors wearing the white coats or you know, um, even people wearing like shirts with motivational sayings on them and how that kind of changes the way that you show up in places. So um, I definitely, I, I love seeing the power that fashion has to make change and, and, and start conversations. That's always been one of my favorite things about it. So I am going to 
kind of switch gears here a little bit because um, okay. I one of the things that I love that you've incorporated into your the content that you post is um, your your kind of eye for design, not just with um, fashion or with clothing, but through like space and architecture and art and um, even like an interior design. So um, what um, what does your space look like? I want you to think about that as I read um, okay. this, this quote. So most people don't realize that interior design is so much more than just aesthetics. It's also about ensuring that spaces work for us and make our lives easier, safer, as well as more pleasant. So when you like when in, with your space in mind, what are the kinds of things that you kind of like surround yourself with, or that you like to keep your your space in? Okay, um, it's kind of hard now that I think about it because <laughs> my style, or my interior design style, has changed a lot. But okay, I used to be kind of cluttered with you know how I would have my room, but now I've kind of liked keeping it more minimal. Interesting. Keeping. Um, so I like I like mixing a lot of older pieces with newer things. Mm-hmm. I like that juxtaposition. So I do thrift a lot of my home stuff. Actually, I've thrifted like candlesticks and little things like that. But I've also oh. thrifted furniture and lamps and all sorts of stuff. That's like my second favorite thing to look for when I go to thrift stores. Actually, um, lamps. But just I really. Yeah, I thrifted lamps before. Um, in my college apartment, almost every piece of furniture was thrifted or from like an antique store. So I love. I it. like to kind of mix mix old with new and keep the space really open and inviting. I feel like that's important because for me, home is really like a sanctuary. It's where I go to relax. And I like everything being kind of in its place and yeah. clean and neat and pleasant. So that's kind of my interior design. Okay, nice. Style, I guess. <laughs> I'm kind of like very um <laughs> everything that I have is around is like usually like gifts or things that people have given me. I'm like a sucker for mm-hmm. like holding on to like knickknacks that people give yes. me. And so mm-hmm. like my house literally just a hodgepodge of like cool paintings and photos and things that people have, uh-huh. have given me. <laughs> Which is I guess kind of representative of my personality. My classroom is the exact same way. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's important to make sure that your space kind of matches, you know, the energy exactly. that you want to, want to bring to either your project or to your family, um, or whatever. Yeah, so I, um, so I want to talk a little bit more about you, Laura, as we kind of start to wrap up here. Um, and I want you to talk about like what your kind of artistic outlook and artistic vision um, how you shape it, and how you stay inspired. Okay, so for me, I'm always kind of looking to the past um, with, you know, hmm. whether that means looking through vintage photographs to get style inspiration. Um, I save a lot of things. So I'm always creating mood boards, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I already do that when I do a shoot, but I kind of like doing those just as an exercise, and it's, it's just fun for me. Nice. Um, digitally, or do you do them, like, you do them digitally, or are you doing uh, it I'll do, I'll do both. Okay. Um, I actually, when, I was, when I was younger, I would just cut out pictures from magazines and put them on my wall, and that was kind of when I first started getting into fashion and, you know, collecting clothing nice um but yeah it's 
for me, I love to look to the past. I love looking at old photographs of, like, my family because my grandmother mm. would make all of my, my mom and her sister's clothes. So it's looking at those little details and older clothing and trying to, like, yeah. mimic old clothes that you've seen on the runway. Mm-hmm. I love looking at, like, old collections of all of the major designers. That's always yeah. fun for inspiration. What are some of your favorite, like, style decades? That's hard because I really love a lot of them. But <laughs> I do, I don't know, lately I've been really loving, like, the minimalism of the 90s with, mm-hmm. like, simple, simple things like clean lines, very nice tailoring, um, blazers, silk, silk dresses, um, early... Calvin Klein 90s runway was like amazing wow. but then on the other hand if you look at like 80s and 90s Chanel there's all this like corset just really I don't know like white tights and yes um, with the big boxy shoulders yep. I don't know there's a lot of decades that I look to and love so that's kind of hard that is tough that is tough I'm I'm definitely a 20s and a 90s kind of girl um I love I love the classy, but I also kind of like yeah. you know like the Aaliyah inspired kind of like crop tops mm-hmm. and baggy pants and you know and exactly, the prints yeah. and so <laughs> I, I'm on both mm-hmm. I'm on both ends of the spectrum and probably everything in between too. <laughs> I yeah I'll have my days where I'm like I feel more tomboy and I just want to wear like baggier pants and like and then I'll have my really girly days where I put on like a crazy party lace pretty and pink dress or something but it just it really I'm all over the place I don't know I like mixing things I love it I love it so um Laurel talk to us a little bit about um kind of the work that you're doing now and how people can keep in touch or keep up with um the products that you're working on or perhaps collaborate with you um and just where kind of they can see and hear your voice Okay, um, so right now, well, like, I, I just got married, so everything's Yay. been on hold for a little bit. That's been exciting. Cheers, cheers. But I've been doing a lot of, yes, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of um, photo shoots recently, like I said, working with local artists, um, and you can follow a lot of my work on my personal website, and that's the last pair blog, um, dot com. And that's where I kind of keep all my recent photo shoot pictures and uh, stuff like that. You can get in touch with me through my website. Um, But, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work with artists, a lot of just fun, creative work. Yeah. Yeah, so just a little bit of everything. Um, And I'm I'm ready to jump back in now that I'm done with wedding craziness. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot even imagine, but I I know the style is flawless. So, um, so what is on your vision board for twenty twenty, Laurel? Like, what have you set any goals, either you know personally or business wise, that you okay. kind of want to tackle in the new year? Um, I think I've always had this kind of goal of opening my own vintage clothing shop, whether that's online or just selling things at like an antique store. So that's kind of my long-term big goal. Um, I have like two closets full of clothing, two clothing racks full of clothing, and it's out of control. I need to like, 
shrink down some of my <laughs> amount of clothes because I have no room. And I go thrifting or antiquing like at least once a week oh or like if I don't go once a week, it's like every other week that I go, it's kind of out of control. <laughs> so I need to, I need to get on that goal before I get like in trouble the next time I bring a giant bag home from like Goodwill because... <laughs> It is bad. So is that where do you where do you shop? Where where are your places well, to shop? I shop I have a couple local thrift stores that I go to and then if I have the time I'll try to go out of my way to go to a different city where I haven't hit up the thrift stores. Okay. Um, okay. So, so that's kind of my strategy. Um because I usually know what's in the local ones because I go so often. But right. if I travel I like to check out what's there because you never know what you'll find. Oh, I know. Place. I know. So it's like a treasure hunt. dedicating hours. It is. Like, you can't have 30 minutes. You have to have at least an hour or so yeah. to go through everything. <laughs> That's my strategy. <laughs> I love it. Well, that would be that would be awesome. So would you call it the last pair? The last pair shop? I think I would. Um, when I was starting all my blogging stuff back in 2013, uh, when I was in college, I was looking for a name because that was kind of the thing that bloggers were doing. I think... Now a lot of bloggers just use their own name, and they don't even have websites anymore. Like I don't know if people read fashion blogs because that was right. that was the thing right. back in twenty twelve. It, like, it, it was very new, right? Yeah, and people would create you know the name for their blog, and mm-hmm. that's why I did that. So I'm kind of at this weird point now, where do I keep that name? Do I need to like go to my use my actual name now? Right. But I think I think I might use it just because it's stuck around yeah and I've always loved it I just thought it was I've always just thought it was so catchy (laughs) I love it so um well kind of what I've been asking everyone as we wrap up the interview is just to pass on a little note um or piece of positivity um to those that are listening um just as we kind of you know transition into a new decade so just kind of putting some good energy in there okay so i guess this would be i don't know if this is advice for myself but i think other people could maybe i don't know it might help other people too but something i always like to do is think back in time whenever you're first starting whenever you were first starting on something creative, whether it's styling or becoming like a fashion photographer, modeling, any of those things, um, think back to that point and look at where you're at now. And I always am like so amazed that I've been able to do the things that I've done and meet the people that I've met. I never thought that any of, you know, what I used to do with my blog or any of that would ever amount to the shoots that I've done or Mm -hmm. people I've met or or getting paid for work that I've done. I never thought that I would be able to do those things. So just look back at where you were and appreciate the journey because it's it's hard to see that sometimes because we live in this uh, culture where we just compare ourselves to, to people and other creators. And it's you get stuck in that rut because you feel like you have to be producing content all the time and it's like a cycle but just look at where you've come and it's you can really appreciate all that you've done yeah i think that'd be my piece of advice i love that either to myself yeah absolutely (laughs) i love that yeah it's so important to always look back and realize how far you have come um so definitely i think that's a perfect way 
to wrap up um, these series of interviews. So I'm really excited that we got to have this conversation. Laurel, thank you so much. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Yay. Thank you so, so much again for tuning in and big hugs to my girl, Laurel, for blessing us with her energy as we wrap up the series, Women I Love to Watch. I'm excited to see what 2020 has in store for all of us and hope that we continue to build our dreams in the face of opposition, adversity, and challenge. Remembering that the only thing for certain is change. So we must embrace it, love it, and overcome it. Thank you all for rocking with me in this first season of Perspective. Happy holidays and happy new year. Ciao. Thank you.